You are now tuned in to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this, and this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to The Journey with your host, Karen Sion. It's a new week, and we're so grateful to God for bringing us thus far. Today is April 28th and is the 15th episode of The Journey. Hopefully, by the time this episode airs, quarantine will be over, but if it's not, I hope you guys are doing well in quarantine. On last week's episode, we continued the three-part series, Single Parenthood where three people um, come onto the show to come and talk about their journey of single parenting. We've had single mothers on, but this time we're having a once single father on to share his story. He is now married, so he's also going to share a little bit about how it was integrating his family. And I really, really, really can't wait for today's show. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based podcast that focuses on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, career choices, health, relationships, but most importantly, how all of these things can and will be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, and new episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m., Please and please again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so that you're notified when new episodes drop. Get ready for our segment, our birthday segment, Birthday Best. So this week we had a few birthdays. Remember I told you guys that there weren't a lot of birthdays in April, but at the end we're going to find a lot of birthdays, and I promise you there are a lot of birthdays. There were a lot of birthdays this week and at the end of the week. So, happy belated birthday to Joy Amwa. We've been close for a lot, a few years now. We used to talk like every day. Um, happy birthday to you, sweetheart, and I pray that God continues to bless you and gives you all the desires of your heart. Happy birthday to Priscilla Asamwa. She's also one of my my people, man. She's one of my persons. Um, Happy, happy birthday to you, my dear. And I pray that God will continue to bless you. Happy birthday, Faustina. Happy birthday to the Adarqua twins, Elijah and Elisha. I pray that as you grow, you guys are what, 13 now? As you guys grow, we pray that God will continue to endow you both with wisdom and with grace. And wherever you listen to this, I pray praying for you. Happy birthday, my guys. 
Happy birthday to my deacon, Reagan. May God richly bless you. Happy birthday to Kwame Clement, Papa Clem. Happy belated birthday. May God bless you. Pastor Christian Ado, happy belated birthday. May God continue to bless you. And we're also praying for my very own, that's the last one for today, <laughs> my very, very, very own deacon, Emmanuel Kwako. He's one of my favorite people as well. I've known him since I was a little kid, and he has supported the journey for uh, ever since it started. He's always been one of our biggest supporters. So we just want to say happy birthday to everybody, and may God richly bless you. April is almost over, so we're going to shout out the birthdays for the end of April, not in last week, but we're going to shout out Bianca Anderson. Her birthday is on April 30th. Happy upcoming birthday. Happy birthday in advance, my love. I love you so much, my big sister. And also, yesterday, the 27th, was my mommy and my daddy. Not my real mommy and daddy, but my mommy and my daddy, Elder Mike. Oh, no. Minister Michael and Sofmame Esther Ejapon, their seventh wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to the both of you. I love you both so much. And I pray that God continues to add blessings, love, and may peace reign in your home forever and ever. Send us a DM if your birthday is in May. Guys, 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 guys. May is coming up. And that's my birth month. So I take that month very, very seriously. So my birthday is coming up soon. And for everybody that knows me knows that I love birthdays, including especially my own. So send us a DM if your birthday is in May and we're going to shout you out on that week. So in your birthday is in that week. We're going to shout you out on those episodes. So God richly bless everybody who celebrated a birthday and we love you all so much. Cheers from everybody at The Journey. Mwah. On today's episode, we have a dear brother, like I said, he is actually, I don't think I ever told you guys this, but he is the voice in the beginning of every episode when it says, Welcome to the journey. Welcome to the journey. <laughs> That's him, guys. Um, he is, oh, he's so amazing. He's so funny. I think he's one of the most caring people I've ever met. And um, he's very strong about it, too. Very, very jovial. He acts like he don't like you, but, you know, <laughs> you know that he really does. I want to introduce my big brother, who's been on the show, what? Once already, or yeah, one, yeah, time. one time, once before, once yep. before, yeah. Lord Anderson, hey, Lord. What's up, everyone? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I know, same here. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I did this. We started doing this with um Barbara's, no, Susie's episode. It's just gonna be like we're gonna play like a little game, a mm -hmm. couple of games actually, before we actually really, okay. really start. And I didn't tell you ahead of time because you know. That's all right. The last I'll time adjust. when I played the game with you, you really, really destroyed. <laughs> Okay, so the first game is like a get-to-know-me game. Mm -hmm. You have to pick a number be between 1 and 40 five times, and mm -hmm. then I'll ask you the question you have to answer honestly. Okay. Okay, so you ready? Yep. First number. I say it out loud? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was like a magic trick. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, number <laughs> five. Number five. When's your birthday? March 14th, 1989. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, Team okay. Pisces. Pisces. Your birthday is on Pi Day. Yeah, no wonder. You know, a lot of people make those comparisons between me and Einstein. And so it's no wonder that Which we share people? the same, huh? Which people? I mean, we don't have to like say names, but you know, there's no coincidence we share the same birthday. <laughs> oh, Einstein's birthday is March yeah, 14th. March 14th. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, next number. Um, 25. 25. Who do you miss? Do you miss anyone? Like I mean, well, it's quarantine, so who do yeah. you miss? 
Quarantine. Okay, so doing a quarantine. Wait, how do you pronounce that word? Quarantine or quarantine? I think either way, man. Sometimes I say quarantine. Sometimes I say quarantine. quarantine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, I've been hearing y'all saying quarantine a lot, so that's probably why. <laughs> I think that's the Ghana way of right? saying it. Yeah. Last night we was on the phone. Quarantine. Quarantine. Okay. Um. So who do I miss doing the quarantine the most? Mm. I'll say my my parents. Mm. And also the church group, my uh, oh, yeah. my church family, yeah, yeah for That's sure. True. Okay, the next number. Um, fifty-five. It goes from one through forty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just naming my favorite numbers. Okay, um, thirty-three. Thirty-three. Well, you already said that. You said you were uh, your star sign. That's what I'm okay. 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 So, so another, another one. one. Um, eight. Eight. <laughs> Well, okay. Who is your crush? Oh, come on. I mean, well. My forever crush, Bianca Bina Antoinette Garcia. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Garcia. Scratch, let me say that. Bianca Abina Antoinette Anderson. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. two more. Okay, okay. Uh, another one. Number one. Number one. Tell me your full name. My full name? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Lord Kwabna Kweku Yamwa John Wellington Anderson. Wait, I thought mm. that was supposed to be your, your you're middle You're right, name. you're right. Sorry. I like that name, though, so I try to keep it in. Okay, so nice, Lord Kwabna Kweku Yamwa Anderson. Okay, that's nice. And you were born on both Wednesday and Tuesday? It's a long story, man. See, if I if I get into it, I don't want to I don't want to cause an argument between my parents. Okay, so I was born on Tuesday, uh-huh. which is Kwabna. Yeah. But my so my mom calls me Kwapna, mm-hmm. but my dad named me after some guy called um Kweku Yamwa. Oh, so okay. by force he wanted to call me Kweku. And my mom said no Kwapna. Mm-hmm. So it became a tribal war and now it's Kwapna, <laughs> Kwapna, Kwapna Kweku. Kweku. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take it like that. Oh, oh that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Last last number. Number twenty-four. R.I.P. Kobe. I know. Oh. Who do you love? Who do I love? Mm-hmm. I love my family and God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Next game. So, I miss you. Can't, we're introducing. This is new. This is a new game? It's a new game. I'm the first one? Yeah, you're the first oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this is history. So, um, you know how on the line, Pastor does the who said this mm-hmm. and all. So, we're going to do something similar to that. And then another one is called, Do You Know the Word? You know? I'm about to fail, man. No, Come you're on. not. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. It's 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 fun. Okay, I'm gonna so, get yeah. Okay. It, I think maybe like what three questions. Uh-huh. And what am I? What's the answer? I'm supposed to guess who said what? What you're about to say? So the first one is, uh-huh. um, do you know your word or do, do you know, know the my word? word? Okay. So I'm just gonna ask you a question and give you is a multiple choice. Okay. Okay. So um, you like multiple choice? Uh, yeah. So at least that one you kind of. <laughs> have some have <laughs> yeah okay all right first question mm-hmm. this is easy who was absalom's father nehemiah solomon is so easy saul or david i'll take the last one king david please <laughs> king david for 25 okay good job to king david for 25 mm. that is funny <laughs> <laughs> okay another question what type of instrument did David play to soothe Saul? A, harp, B, horn, C, timbrets, 
four trumpet. What, what did I just say? Timbrets. <laughs> I've never on. heard it before, so I don't think it's wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. I just said A, B, C, four. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch it. I'm so, I'm so confused about the answer. No, nah, I think it's, it's A, A harp. Yeah, okay. for sure. Good job. I'm picking musical questions because we, we both love music. Yeah, CPIC okay. original drummer. Yeah. I hope, I hope uh, Rafi's listening. Oh, my. What did I say? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Whew. I'm so, I'm even nervous for you. This one's hard. <laughs> no, not that bad. Okay. With what instrument did Miriam lead the woman out to sing to the Lord when the Israelites had crossed the Red Sea? A, harps. B, timbrels. C, trumpets. D, horns. B, timbrels. Three for three. Three for Let's three. Go. Okay. Okay. So now we're gonna play um who said this? Okay. This is this is interesting. Okay. Who said this? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is anything too hard for Jehovah? At the set time I will return to you. There's no want of a choice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. repeat that one more time, please. Okay. Is anything too hard for Jehovah? Mm-hmm. At the set time, I will return to you. King Solomon. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything too hard for Jehovah? At the set time, I will return to you. Apostle Paul. You have one last chance. Mm. <laughs> Yo. Uh, Apostle John. Okay, it's good. Yo, edit this out. Edit this out, man. Huh? Ah, God was my first my first answer. You didn't say that. Oh, I don't you think said, you heard me. No, no, no. You said first you said who? Who did you say? I said God. No, you did not. I don't think you heard me. We can me. replay huh? this. It's all right. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> yep. Okay. You're gonna edit this one out, right? Oh, okay. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> well, it's the point. But okay, we'll see. It's funny. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. Who said this? <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's hard. That's why you're laughing. You just want to see me fail. No, no, no. You're going to get this one. Okay. You're going to get this one. This one that you get, okay. honestly. Okay. Who said this? We have no need to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. There are three Hebrew boys. What are their names? Shedrick, Mezhik, and Abednego. Yes! <laughs> you know, I thought for, for a second, I was like, ah, did a particular, did the Bible say which one of the three said, said it? Said it? Yo, right? No, no, no. Uh, no. It came from, okay, so oh, we're assuming. Well, they said it together. Together. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. At who, least I got that one. Okay. Okay, the last one. Last, last, last one. Okay, I'm ready. Who said this? This one, yeah, you have to get it. Yeah? Because I feel like it's in your house somewhere. All right. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> who said this? hmm as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> I'm quite sure of Proverbs. Uh, what? Let me, let me click on call me. The Bible is going through my head right now. Hold on. It's Peter. Peter. I hate you. Oh, oh. Peter, Peter had a family, no? no? He didn't say that, He though. didn't say that. No, no, it wasn't Peter. I'm just playing. Okay. Ask for me and my house, we, we will serve, serve the Lord. Lord. It's so easy. I know, man, but all this pressure. 
Oh, no, no, no. Okay, calm down. It's just okay. me. You know, it's, it's just, just you. Just Karen, and yeah. plus all the hundreds of people that are that listening. listening. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Who as for me and my house, we'll serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. Was he a king? Mm-mm. Was he a judge? Mm-mm. Was he an apostle? Mm-mm. Prophet? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. I don't know. Really? No, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. <clears throat> Let me what what letter does this start with? J. J. Joseph. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Joshua. Yes, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was the first try. That is funny. Now, I wanted to say Joshua, but it was just seemed too easy, you know? Yeah, but I said it was easy. But now I don't want people to think that, you know, like... I don't want to intimidate people like, oh, law knows the Bible. Too I was like, much. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just keep it, keep it all local. Right, get right. a few wrong, so. Guys, that's what you call false humility. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was tough, man. I was really? I was drawing a blank, yeah. I think I think we'll be doing this more often. Yeah, it's nah. fun, it's fun, it's fun. I'm, I'm glad I was the guinea pig, man. Now yeah. everyone's going to come prepared now. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, but it'll be harder. Harder. Amen. Amen. Make it harder. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get into today's show. Okay. Are we ready? Okay. So today we're talking about single parenthood and it's been a series that we've done for the past couple of weeks. And with this show, it's, we have two purposes, two goals to advise those who are living the lifestyle that could let them end up as single parents, as well as those who are already single parents who feel like hope, hope is gone. Like they're in despair. We're just trying to uplift their souls and let them know that life is not over. It's just beginning and it's not the end of the world and God still loves them. So that's the point of today's show. So on today's show, I want you to be as real as possible, as raw as possible and blow our minds with the story of God's love. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So my first question, Mm -hmm. what caused you to become a single father? (laughs) That one's a pretty simple Simple but uh complicated answer. Mm. Just um having having sex, <laughs> you know, that's that's what it comes down to. <laughs> um, you know, doing something that wasn't meant to be done outside of marriage. Mm. Um mm. and I'm sure most of you know, I've shared the story many times, but I was uh I was very promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you ever hear that being uh, associated with, with men. You know, which is kind of sad how society really puts, yeah, like really? women are, I don't hear that a lot. Like, like usually when I hear somebody being promiscuous, it's a, it's female. a, it's a female. You know why? Because yeah. I feel like, I think we talked, I was actually listening to that mm-hmm. episode today when I was on my way here. Um, The one with the purity and celibacy, the one mm-hmm. I did with Lucy and Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about that because it's like a double standard. Yeah. So when, yeah. when a guy sleeps around a lot, mm-hmm. it's not deemed as promiscuous as right. a stud. That's what I'm saying. But then when a female does, she's promiscuous. Oh, that's, but there's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Same thing. Same thing. But uh, yeah, the short answer is um, really just not valuing myself as a child of God Mm. and um, allowing society to to lay out what is cool, what is acceptable, Mm -hmm. what is expected Mm -hmm. of a young man. Right. And that's what I really felt prey to, you know, sleeping with women and eventually... I'm even lucky it was just one, to mm. be honest. Yeah, so that's that's how I got to, to that point wow. to answer the question. So do you think that it was just that one or when you found out that you were going to be a father, do you think that that slowed your life down? Like everything that you were doing, you were 
like you said, you were promiscuous. You were. Yeah. Did that slow you down, or did that calm you a down? Thousand percent. Mm. A thousand percent. But you know what's crazy though? My mm. my last, and this happened my last year of college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was almost out of there. Wow. You know, it's like the story is uh, like you watch the the um the Scooby Doo cartoons. And like the villain, you know, almost got away with it if it wasn't yeah, for those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, those man, I almost got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> almost shit. got away with, you know, all the damages mm. and hurting all these girls all these years. I was almost out, mm. you know. So and wait, it's... do you think that, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but do you mm-hmm. think that even after college it was going to stop? Like, was it automatically you know, going to stop? We, we like to plan and tell ourselves that. Then, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? After I graduate, um, that's like the marker of maturity. Now mm-hmm. I'm in the real world. I need to mm-hmm. slow down. I really need to get settled. So I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, after I graduate, I'm going to cut this stuff out because life is going to get more serious. Right. You know, but, you know, God had uh, other plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that, I mean, well, we believe in the divine plan of God. Do you mm-hmm. think that God orchestrated for that to happen at that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything that God does is... It's perfectly timed, Definitely. you know, Definitely. to him is past tense. The things that we're going mm. through to him has happened. The Bible says that a well, hundred years is like, uh, what is it? Like a, a one, a one years is like a day, like a day before yeah. his eyes, you know? Yeah. So it's all happened to him. It's all, it's been happened. It's in the past when it comes to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he has different ways of trying to draw us closer to himself mm-hmm. In his own wisdom, he probably knew that after I graduate, I'm not going to slow down. It's mm, probably going to be a, a lot a lot worse. Because mm-hmm. I think about it now, after graduating, you're working. Because usually in school, we don't have money, but we have time, right? Mm. You're, you're in school, you're in class for a short fraction of the day, and then you have a lot of time to do all this nonsense. And yeah. most of us fill it with drinking, chasing women, chasing all these other vices. Mm-hmm. But then when you graduate, it's like your time is more restricted, but then you have money. You have more options. Money gives you options, mm-hmm. right? So I know that if I were to graduate and get into the workforce and start making some money, I was going to prior- you, you prioritize things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. No matter how busy I was, I was going to make time for women. Mm-hmm. I was going to make time for drinking. Mm-hmm. I was going to make time for you know smoking, whatever else it was that I was in- involved in. So I think I knew that that was the perfect time that, you know, because I graduated. Yeah, I graduated in in May Mm -hmm. and my daughter was born in June. Mm. So literally a month after graduation, less than a month. Right. Because she was born, yeah, early June. Wow. Yep. So God knew. Wow. Because I'm even thinking if it happened or if um, you became a dad in the middle of your, Mm -hmm. your college career you probably it would have derailed you i wouldn't have finished i know it god is his timing is impeccable man Mm, it really is it is yeah so did it affect you even though we we see in your story already Mm -hmm. that um finding out that you were going to be a father or when you became a father it Mm -hmm. turned your life around Mm -hmm. because i remember you shared in past or maybe with me, mm-hmm. but you shared in past episodes that it caused you to give your life to Christ at a point, mm-hmm. like the, that, the later on that year. Mm-hmm. So do you think that it affected you negatively in a way? Being a father? Mm-hmm. Like at that time? At that time, yeah. At the onset. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're going through something, you think it's the worst possible thing that could ever happen to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then once you come out of it, years later, you look back and it's mm-hmm. like it wasn't even that serious. <laughs> but in the, in the onset of it, that was getting somebody pregnant. Any Anyone. I could say a lot of people is like the 
it's worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's a taboo. In our culture. In our culture. Our yeah, yeah, everything. Everything. And, you know, especially for me, I don't, it was weird, man. Even though I was still not making all the best decisions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on, on campus when I was at school, it's like, you know, not to sound cocky or anything like that, but it's like I, I, it was some people that were looking up to me essentially. Right, right, right. That's not cocky. But that was one of the things that really hurt me. I'm like, man, I, mm-hmm. I'm always telling them mm-hmm. to do the right things. And, and then it's like, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching, mm-hmm. you know? So I kind of felt like I let, I let them down. Right. And then also, of course, my family and every, mm-hmm. I went into like a, like a depression, man. Jesus. My, my brother sensed it. Yeah, God bless him. I was talking. He sensed it. And, mm-hmm. you know, where I went to school was like an hour and a half away from home. Mm-hmm. And he drove that night after we spoke and he can sense like the state that I was in. I didn't go to class for like a week, just wow. in my room, crying. Like I was depressed, oh man. I was God. very depressed. I even told him like, yo, I remember I had a conversation. When I, that's what made him drive down. Like, yo, like I want to kill myself, man. I don't know how serious I meant it in that in that space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like it was the worst possible thing. Yeah, just the fact know? that it came out of your mouth meant seriously. That, yeah. And he came down. Of course, we're still in the world, so he came down. Remember, Sam came down with uh, a bottle of sangria, <laughs> a, big, a big bottle of sangria, <laughs> yeah. and then um, you know we we drank we drank our sorrow away. Oh, and then what was what was I don't know what I'm saying. What was pretty cool is that. After we drank, when he was leaving to head back home, mm-hmm. he didn't leave me alone. And I say that because he left me with a song. At that time. Yeah, he left me with a song by James Fortune. To this day, I listen to that song. It's called, uh, titled, I Trust You by oh. James Fortune. Is it? Um, Lord, um, I trust you. If you know that, I don't want to you know, show off my singing. No, but Actually, I want us to sing it real quick. I'm sorry. I, I, I've sang that song, but I don't remember how... Even though I can see uh-huh. something. Trust you, Lord, and you never fail me. Yep. So many painful thoughts travel through my mind. Travel through my mind. And I wonder how I will make it through this time, Lord. I trust you. Yep. Song, not easy. Yeah. That song is is so powerful, man. It is. It really is. Yeah. Wow. And he left. And mind you, we were after yeah, drinking. Still in the world. In the world. At, we literally just got done drinking. And still drinking. <laughs> and he said, you know, when he got, sat in the car, he texted me as he was driving. He was mm. like, yeah, listen to this song. And I just had it on that night on repeat while I'm still sipping a sangria. Oh, <laughs> my God. Sipping. Sangria. I had the song on repeat, listening, listening. Well, it's a process. Right. Wow. And um, he didn't leave me alone, man. I say he didn't leave me alone because I know that even though I was in that state, mm. the Holy Spirit was 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 with me, you. was yeah. there, and it comforted yeah. me. Yeah. And he kind of invigorated me. And any thoughts of having an abortion? I contemplated abortion, all mm. that stuff. You you contemplated abortion for right as far as even having a conversation oh, with okay, the mother to okay, tell okay. her to. Right. But by God's grace, it didn't come to that. Mm. Obviously, you know, because um, London's here with us now. Amen. But it was a dark period. Um, and it affected me then. Mm. Um, but after that night, man, after I told myself that we're going to go through with this and God is going to see me through, that was it, man. Wow. Never never missed a doctor. Even though I was on campus, never missed a doctor's appointment. Mm. You know, was was present at everything. Wow. Uh, every step of the way until now, you mm, know. So thank God. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So take me to the day she told you I'm pregnant. 
what I want to see like your your facial expression. Like what were you thinking at that moment? Like we weren't even that's the crazy part. We weren't even talking. Oh wow. Like we were, you know, it's one of those off and on, mm-hmm. off and on, off and on, just like love I was hate. with I love Right, hate right. You. Yeah. And I was dealing with a lot of other girls at the time too, you know. So we weren't really even talking like that mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. she texted me. I remember it was in the evening time. I was leaving one of my night classes mm. and I was right in front of the library. I never forget. <laughs> I remember the scene right in front of the library and um, it was through text. Mm. And then um, she was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then I called her and then she was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then I was like, okay, go take another test. <laughs> take another one. Still pregnant. Mm. And I remember I didn't know what to think. I was just scared, shaken, mm-hmm. went to my room. And um, that's all I remember from it, man. I was just very scared and shaken and so many different thoughts. So many different thoughts. Right, right. Just the fear of the unknown, a mm. lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely like scared and Right, right. Yeah. It's really me. I just I really and I I, I think I've said this. Mm-hmm. I think my first when I first moved here, um, I think one of the days we were renovating church, and I actually really remember this conversation very well. We were renovating church fifteen oh one, and um, I think we had to you had to go get Thai food, and Me? yeah, and you asked Pastor if I could come with you, mm-hmm. so he said okay, and then I went with you, and in the car we were having a conversation and. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I knew you, I knew of you, like mm-hmm, I knew, mm-hmm. okay, you know, cause I was in New York then. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I was like, okay, okay. But one thing I remember telling you this, and I still feel that way till mm-hmm, today, mm-hmm. that I applaud you so much for being there in your daughter's life because you hear mm-hmm. a lot of single fathers, like they, they run as soon as they hear, oh, this pregnant, oh, I'm not the, mm-hmm. and you know, I love this show, um, Paternity Court. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, that's not my kid. That's not my kid. That's mm-hmm. not my kid. Because, excuse me to say, but men can do that. Mm-hmm. Females carry, so it's like mm-hmm. I can't deny that it's my child because I carry the child. Right. But men can because they just give the seed. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, sometimes, yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's one thing I really, really, and that's why I wanted to have the show with you because you're the only one that I know mm-hmm. that had been through. Well, not the only one, but you're the only one that I know that has been through mm-hmm. and has stuck through, and God has enabled to to stay mm-hmm. in in your life. And it's very interesting that your your child was a, a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so how is it how did you feel when um you found out that it was gonna be a girl? <laughs> well bef- you know before I answer that, thank you for saying that. God bless you. Amen. Um, glory to God. And I also want to just state that I don't believe that I'm a single father. Mm. I don't believe anyone is a single father or mother if the other party is involved, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll be remiss if I didn't say that my daughter's mother Mm -hmm. is, you know, she lives with her primarily, you Mm -hmm. know, so I'm in no way, shape or form a single father, you know, I, I carry my end of it. That's only only comes with, there's no marriage, I think. But I feel like people still use that loosely. Like even Mm -hmm. if a father's involved and, or if a mother's involved Mm -hmm. and a child primarily lives with the other party, the other party will say, I'm a single mom. Right, right, but right. even though you have still somebody that's exactly providing, okay. helping take care of. So um, I just want to say that I'd be remiss if I didn't say that because she also does a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, she takes care of London as well. Mm-hmm. So we both handle our carry. We share the load, right? Yeah, we co-parent. Yeah, yeah. We co-parent is what we term it. Right, so, right, right. Um, but when I found out I was having a daughter, um, 
I kind of wanted a daughter, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I think it's is important, especially for. I think for men, it helps having a daughter first, mm. because especially from our culture, right? We mm-hmm. don't, we don't have. I don't want to speak for everyone from our culture, but it's like primarily speaking, our parents, our family, we don't really show a lot of affection. I love you, and oh, of course, you not, know, yeah. giving hugs and kisses <laughs> and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I struggled in most of my relationships because I wasn't able to to show that, mm. you know, to show that side to actually. Because love has to be felt too, yes, you know. Definitely, I wasn't able to to, to express it as mm-hmm. Pastor taught us. Like mm-hmm. the E for love stands for express. Expression, yeah. So I struggle with that, mm. but in God's wisdom, I believe um, allowing me to have a, a daughter helped me overcome that a little mm-hmm. bit more, mm-hmm. you know. Because man, I was like a little baby when she came. You know, kissing her even till now. Mm. Now she's getting older. Oh, daddy, stop! You're kissing me too much. You know, <laughs> but but um, telling her I love you constantly. Mm. She's like, sometimes you say you just said that like five minutes ago, dad. You know, so like telling her constantly is allowed. Is becoming part of my language. Right, right, it's allowed right. me to express um a lot more. Which now my wife gets to benefit, and my future, you know, my other kids now are also mm-hmm, going to get to mm-hmm, benefit. Mm-hmm. So um. Yeah, it was um, it was a pleasure, you know, in that regard. I'm grateful for that. Right, yeah. amen. We thank God, and I I love the relationship you guys have because, as you're saying, in our culture, is not um, is not eminent to mm-hmm. see fathers doting on their their daughters. Yeah, or, yeah. And you know, Pastor always teaches us that the first the, how females choose the man they're gonna be with mm-hmm. is based on their father. Yeah. You know, so you gotta set the mark. Yes, man. set the standard. That's set one it thing. High. I, I told a friend once. I was young, but I told a friend when I was like, when my daughter comes of age, mm-hmm. I want my husband to take her out on dates. Right. Because I never really had. It was. Just, I think it was just one time that my dad and I went to the movies, and even mm-hmm. that. Sorry, daddy, if you're listening, but even that, he fell asleep on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, like yeah. so, I didn't really. You know, get that, get that from my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, now like we Joe, he yeah. he takes care of me in that in that sense. But mm-hmm. it's important, very. And important. I think your relationship with her, guys. I wish you guys can see the dynamic of Lord and Lunda's relationship because it, it will impact her future one day. And I, I totally believe that. Yeah, so, amen, yeah. amen. And you know, it's um, it's I feel like it's some guys believe that. Oh, because I have a daughter, I can't connect the same way. I can't share. I can't really impact them the same way like I would be able to if it were a boy mm. because they can do the same thing, similar, you know? But that's mm-hmm. not the case, man. Mm. Like, I I feel like girls look more to their dads. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. And she doesn't like basketball. I play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Not once have I forced her, oh, you're going to be about, no. You know, but naturally she comes to me all because she's seen pictures and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, now can you teach me how to play basketball? Aww. So we can find so many areas to bond, mm-hmm. you know, gymnastics, ballet. I didn't enjoy any of that stuff. So as much <laughs> as I introduce her to different things, she's also introducing me mm. to, to different things. And um, it's all about having that open mind and yeah. just pouring yeah. yourself into that child, no matter if it's a, if it's a boy or girl. Mm-hmm. And to the extent where I don't want anyone to ever share something about me to my daughter that she didn't hear from me first, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She so knows there's, there's about- openness. Very open. Mm. 
right now, if me and London are walking down the street and she sees somebody smoking, she'd be like, Dad, I think he was smoking just like how you used to do when you were a bad kid and you weren't listening to God. Wow. She knows about me when I used to drink, getting into fights. Mm-hmm. A lot of the mistakes that I made, I share at this tender age, and she's only six, you how, know. So how early on did you start telling her these when she things? started asking, when she started mm-hmm. noticing? Kids are very absorbent, man. So when I noticed that, she would say, Dad, I think this person is smoking. Oh, I think I smell smoke. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, she knows what this is. Mm-hmm. So we have to be, you know, very cognizant. We yes, have to be yeah. very alert. Mm-hmm. Once we see that our child's senses are tuned into something, once mm-hmm. we see that they're able to identify certain things, mm-hmm. Because if we don't, somebody else will share a side about that experience yeah, to them. If yeah. we don't share our side of our experience with and them. It changes their perspective of you. Changes their like, perspective. How come I didn't hear this from you? And she asked me, be ready for the questions too once you start asking. Because <laughs> she asked me amazing. Like when I shared about drinking and you know how my experience with drinking and how I know it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. She One day she asked, well, I know so-and-so drinks wine. Um, is that bad? I'm mm. like, geez, how do I break that down? Mm. You know, so you got to be ready and make sure it's like biblically based and mm. not just on your experience. Right. Because when it comes to answering those tough questions, you can just revert it to the Bible. Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't seem that it's like you're talking bad about the whoever person. else that's in her life that she saw that mm-hmm. from, you know? Mm-hmm. So that question, for example, and I said, well, you know, um, I just know, we, you know, since we're Christians, we just go by what the Bible says. Yeah. And the Bible says that we shouldn't be um, drunk, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So keeping things biblically based Mm -hmm. while also being able to share your experiences, I think will really help shape their understanding, their perspective on life also without allowing other people's influence to come in and over mm. overpower your influence in their life, right. if that makes sense. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, even... It's, it's amazing because in our culture, that's like frowned upon. Like if mm-hmm. you're a child and you're asking why, show me how. If you're asking all these questions, you're just like, shut up, shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I hope somebody who's listening, if you're a parent or if you're a single parent or a married parent or whatever, if your child is asking questions, please, please, please don't shut them down because that can cripple them. Because I know it has crippled me at a point. Well, when I was a kid, apparently, it's according to my Mm -hmm. siblings and my parents, I was very uh, like a talkative, talkative to the point where it's like I was very blunt. Mm -hmm. So it's like, especially like when it came to the word of God, my dad started American born kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like when it came to the word of God, my dad started me off early. So it's like I remember this. I remember, but then they told me that. I remember a point where a man of God was preaching in the mm-hmm. pulpit and he misquoted and I shut him up. And I was like, Hey, Karen, <laughs> miss know it all. <laughs> As a kid, I don't know. I was right now. I wouldn't do that. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was like, Oh, like he didn't, like he just said Elijah versus Elisha. He mm-hmm, mixed mm-hmm. it up. And I was like, Oh, um, it's Elijah, not mm-hmm. Elisha. And he was, I don't know if he was embarrassed, but mm-hmm. you know, with our culture, children mm-hmm. are supposed to be seen and not yeah, heard. Not sure. So it was a big deal when I did that. So I really enjoy hearing this. And I really mm-hmm. love the fact that you indulge her questions and yeah. you let her ask the questions and you give her real, real answers. Like you mm-hmm. said, biblic- biblically. Hold on. Let me say that well. Oh, it was right. You said it right. Don't worry. I trust you. <laughs> biblically. Mm-hmm. Hey. Biblically. Biblically. <laughs> Certain words, you got to slow down, man. So much. It's too many L's and R's. <laughs> Biblically, 
biblically, mm-hmm. right? Bib- you could say that way too. Bib- biblically. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is so funny. One time I recorded a video uh-huh. of London trying to say, uh, when she was like maybe two or three, a squirrel. So she kept saying squirrel, squirrel. And then I'm trying to help her pronounce it. Uh-huh. You know how you're trying to help somebody break a word, so you break it down slowly. Mm-hmm. I'm like a squirrel, mm-hmm. and I kept repeating it so much that at the end of the video it was like I couldn't even say it anymore. Oh she messed gosh. me up. So it's true. Words, words okay. yeah. English is not an easy tough language, language it man. Really is. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> then people are commenting like, "Oh, come on, man, you guys are messing me up. I don't even trust how to pronounce the word anymore." <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Biblically. There you go. Based. Okay. Mm-hmm, with confidence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's really amazing. I want to ask also. Um, but, Karen, I'm sorry. Before we move oh, yeah, on, sure, sure. That's, that's part of the training. You see how the Bible says train up the child, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so that yes, when they grow, they yes, don't depart yes. from it. That's all part of the training. Mm-hmm. As a child, they're not going to get everything right away. Mm-hmm. So, that doesn't mean dismiss them or you think, you know what, they're not going to understand it at this age. Mm-hmm. All these things come to play, you know, play back in our minds. Mm-hmm. Everything that we're, words never die, mm-hmm. right? They're stored in our hearts. They're, they're somewhere in the air. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says that when they get to a certain point, they these things will play back in our minds. So it's not in vain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to indulge in these questions and really taking the time. If you don't know the answer, hey, baby, let me get back to you. Right. Finding, you know, advice. Mm-hmm. And then, and then sh- several times... Oh, I don't know. Call your Uncle Sam. Mm. I don't know. Call Auntie Ashley. Where do babies come from? I'm like, call your Auntie Ashley. She's the doctor <laughs> in the family. You know, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's okay yeah. if you don't know it. Don't feel pressure to give an answer or say anything. That's that's really that's really, really mm-hmm. true. Wow. Um, I also want to ask, like, has there ever been a time, choose your words wisely, because mm-hmm. one day we'll listen to this one day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you has there ever been a time where you wished? From the time maybe that you heard you were going to be a father, but maybe till mm-hmm. now, have you wished that, man, I wish I didn't have a child out of wedlock? Um, You know, those thoughts come, mm-hmm. but as quickly as they come, they're also defeated by the thought of my life wouldn't be this way without mm-hmm. London either, you know? Mm-hmm. As quickly as they come, they're mm-hmm. also deflated by that thought like, nah, life wouldn't be. I, 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 I call her my hero, right? Mm-hmm. I tell her that all the time. And if you ask her, why does daddy call you his hero? She'll tell you why. Because I explained it to her. I'm like, Mm -hmm. because when you were born is when I really had like the epiphany. Of course, I didn't use the word epiphany speaking to her. But basically, (laughs) when she was born is when I had that epiphany, man. That Mm -hmm. challenge within my soul to really change this up. Mm -hmm. Especially having a girl is like, you don't want her to see you Mm -hmm. doing all Mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. You don't want her to grow up that same way. So she was my hero. I believe that when she was born, God really used her to draw me closer to himself. Mm-hmm. So, and right now my salvation is the most precious thing to me mm-hmm. above anything else. You know, my wife knows that, right? right? She's right, going to hear right, this, right, but right. above her. So how could I ever regret the channel that God used to draw me mm-hmm. closer to himself? To him. right, right. You know, mm-hmm. so I can never, I can never say I regret it. Right. There are instances where it gets very challenging where, imagine. yeah, of course, even if, even by not having a child out of wedlock, mm-hmm. regular parents, two, two family, two parent households will have kids and sometimes they can have those thoughts of regret. Mm-hmm. So it goes beyond being, you know, co-parenting or being a single parent, whatever. Yeah. Kids in general are hard. Mm. 
there are blessings, but then they're also very difficult. It's very hard to deal with children. So um, I don't think me being a single father, certain aspects contribute more to those thoughts. Mm -hmm. But again, as quickly as they come, man, um, they're deflated by the thought and the realization of knowing that she's the channel that God used to draw me closer to himself. Mm, and that answers the question I was going to ask next. Mm -hmm. if, that do you think without her you would have found God? Yeah, that was a two for one special. I just gave you a two for one answer. <laughs> right there. You're like, um, that would be. <laughs> but to, to, with that question, God, God is um, <laughs> God is not one way. Mm -mm. He doesn't just have one solution. Mm -mm. If He wants to draw you, He knows them that belong to Him. Yes. Right. So yeah. He's going to use several. And I know there were several times. I, you know, I had a man of God. I think I, this was back in like 2009 from this church that I went to and he was a prophet. Mm -hmm. um, he was prophesying a lot of different things and things that deep stuff. Mm. And then I'm like hiding. I'm like, oh, please don't let this guy call me, man. Please. And then he called me, young man, come up here. Oh, Lord. So I'm walking up. And I knew mine was deep. Everyone else's, he was saying in the mic. Mm -hmm. When he got to me, he tucked the mic Ooh. and started whispering in my ear. Uh -huh. He whispered three things. Mm -hmm. He was like, um, slow down. Yeah, the first thing he said was, he just started rubbing my the temple of my forehead. He was rubbing it in a circle of matters like, son, God wants you to slow down. Mm. And as he was saying that, I lied to you not. It was like, women, women, women. That's what was... He wasn't saying it. He was just saying, slow down. But I knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm. He's like, if you don't, three years from now, and he said it three years from now, your life will be in a totally different direction than you planned. Oh, my God. And three years later is when I had London. Wow. You know, so, and then he said two other things, which have also came to pass. Mm -hmm. You know, so I believe God had other ways, other avenues for all of us to draw us closer to, mm -hmm. you know, right. He rather sooner than later. Um, so if it wasn't for London, I'm sure that well, I'd all, you also don't know your level of grace, right? How long sure. is he going to be knocking on your heart to mm -hmm. let him in? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but I think before she came, he had definitely tried other means mm, to, I don't, to grab you, to grab me. I don't know afterwards if there were going to be others, but I know before, mm. beforehand, he had tried other means. That was the, the last shot. That could have been. It could have been. Wow. And we never know. That's that. That's that's why it's so important. When you feel that tug, you can't set a timeline. Mm -mm. After this, oh, you know what? Let me go have sex one more time. More, let hey. me let me go to this event and mm -hmm. get drunk one more time. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. I felt that pull, when after she was born, mm -hmm. literally two months, two or three months later, is when I went to Bible study for the first time. I met Pastor Sion. And it was a Bible study. I know mm. I've shared this so many times, but that's that's all it took. Mm. I went home. I was on my balcony that night crying. And I just remember looking into, you know, my balcony, looking into the sky saying, God, I don't want this anymore. That's mm. all I kept saying. I don't want this anymore. Mm. I don't want this anymore. And that was it. Wow. That was it. Wow. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. So I was that's like, God, amazing. I'm done. Even And God is able, man. Like. Mm. If we mm. really defer everything into God's hands, mm -hmm. he's more than capable, he's willing, and he's able. Yeah. From somebody who's to swear and just like, I don't even know how it happened, mm -hmm. just like this. Mm. I can't even tell you the last time that I like was really cursing. It's crazy. Drinking, like things that you don't think you can do. 
once we make that decision to be dead to our flesh mm-hmm. and let him mm-hmm. work in us, mm-hmm. his spirit is what quickens us. And anybody, and I say this, if if you knew me in college, if you knew me growing up, if I can be celibate, if I can give up drinking and cursing mm-hmm. and all these different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. anybody could do it, man. Mm-hmm. If law can do it, anybody can. So anybody that's out there, you know, if this is any encouragement, you're able to do it. Don't let anyone tell you your circumstances, your environment. Don't let it dictate to you what you, what you can or cannot do. Right. With God is is trite. We say that a lot, but truly with God, all things are possible. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. So the, the I don't I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I should do this first, but I want you like you you're you're talking to them out there, those mm-hmm. of us that are listening. What would you say to a young man out there who has just become a single father or has just impregnated a girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they they they're having these thoughts cuz it it excuse me to say it, but it derails your life. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, what would you tell them because seeing you now, me personally seeing you, I know that there's hope. Mm-hmm. So, what would you tell somebody out there who was listening? Um it's hard the the road is not going to be easy by any means it's going to be challenging it's going to be very difficult but bible says that we're overcomers Amen. right there's nothing that we cannot do without god on mm-hmm. our side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the first thing would be make the conscious decision to give your life to christ mm. first and foremost before anything before you, before you can have any victory over the upcoming challenges, there will be challenges. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. But to get any victory over those upcoming challenges, you have to give your life to God. Mm. You can't do without it. It's not a question of should I or when. It's a question of do it now. Right, right, do it now. Right, give right. your life to God. Make that decision and stick firm to it. Your environment, connect with people who are like-minded, people mm. who are going to push you. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to have my brother, Deacon Ray, Brockofi, to have core, core friends who are with me on this journey. No pun intended, the journey. Um, <laughs> but, but But it's very true. You know, that's, I believe John Max was the one that said it, that one is too small of a, of a number to accomplish anything great. Mm-hmm. Our salvation is singular right is individualistic Mm -hmm. but it's also very collectivistic Mm -hmm. did i say that word right yeah yeah right it takes a group Mm -hmm. it takes people Mm -hmm. that's why the bible talks so much about fellowshipping and the gathering of brethren exactly because we can't do without it Mm -hmm. we can't do anything without Mm -hmm. a strong support system Mm -hmm. so evaluate the people who you consider friends quote quote unquote Mm -hmm. people who you consider your support system Make sure they are deeply rooted in the word of God. So that way they may advise you and also admonish you if you go outside of, mm-hmm. of those lines. Um, and then I know we all have plans. I had plans back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. When I was getting ready to graduate, I had been accepted into a master's program for um, something totally different. For uh, I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I think I wanted to be, what was it? That's how you know it was. Wow, yeah. I can't even remember what it was, but I really, it was a program. I got, um, I passed my my MATs or whatever those tests, mm-hmm. studied for like two days and passed it. 
I secured a job on, and I was a type, you know, I was a talker, man. Mm -hmm. So I I was in with the dean of students, all the different areas, the people of influence. Mm. So the dean of students, uh, you know, I spoke to him. He even paid for me to take my my MATs or whatever that test is that you have to Mm -hmm, take. mm -hmm. He paid for it. And he told me, if you get approved, you have a job as an RA on campus. So that meant I had free housing. to be able to stay on campus and pursue my master's. So everything was in line. But once I had London, I was getting ready to to get ready to go back on campus Mm -hmm. and start school. And I felt a prompt in my spirit that you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. You're not ready yet Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. go back on campus. If I go back to that same toxic Mm -hmm. environment that landed me where I am, I'm not going to be able to really and truly honor God the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. So I made that decision to Mm -hmm. honor God first that I'm going to stay home so that I can keep going to Bible studies, keep going to church, keep really equipping myself. Mm -hmm. And if you ask people that are the closest to me for about at least a year, even Bianca, my wife now, we didn't talk for a year, Mm -hmm. changed my phone number, got off Instagram. I completely isolated myself, wasn't talking to anyone because that period is it's hard to hear God's voice amidst of a lot of noise. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. We all these different things are distractions. They're all noise mm-hmm. in the background. Mm. So you have to find a place where you can isolate yourself to really be tuned into the frequency of God's voice, mm. to really hear mm-hmm. him clearly. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and by God's grace, I was able to do that. I sacrificed that master's program, deferred it. Mm-hmm. And I say all that to say this now. Years later, God has given me a job Mm. where now my employer pays for me to pursue my my MBA. You know, so if we make the decision to honor God first, Mm -hmm. he will also in turn honor us. Yes. So don't be afraid about the things that you have planned about your future. Mm. Like I said, honor God first. Make that decision first to give your life to Christ. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be tough, (laughs) right? It's going to be tough. The Bible says it. We're always going to have trouble, but Mm -hmm. he's overcome that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's the one that gives us the power to. So um, that would be my advice that it's doable. It's possible. There's peace. There's joy. I'm at the most peaceful state that I've ever been in my whole life. Mm. Yesterday, I was just sitting here um, working Mm -hmm. and I was... I was like um, talking to my wife. I was like, wow. thank." I was like, thank you, God. Mm. And she was like, wow, why you say that, babe? I was like, I don't know. I'm just so grateful today. Mm. In the midst of this crazy virus. Yes, yes, yes. You know, everything right. is falling apart outside and, you know, all these. That's the peace of God. That's the peace of God, you know, and we cannot have that without him. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's first and, and foremost, I would say. Right, right. Okay. So I also wanted us to talk about. When you got married, mm-hmm. you know, and this is going to be a show on its own with your wife um, on with Bianca on to talk mm-hmm. about both of your processes you know, in getting married when you had a child. Mm-hmm. So but just give us like a little like on the surface summary, like mm-hmm. how was it for you trying to integrate the family you already have with with London with the family you're about to create with Bianca? Mm-hmm. How How is it for you? Um, I've been blessed, man. Mm. You know, I think that's all a confirmation of uh, Bianca being the one that God wanted me to Mm, marry. mm, mm. And it's so many different things that tie into how we're able to make this work and Mm -hmm. how we're able, we're, you know, able to make such a seamless transition. Mm -hmm. For one, 
she came from um, a broken family, right, right? right? So she has that understanding already, mm-hmm. right? That's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, she us attending the same church okay. has also helped tremendously. Being right. under one pastor, the same teachings, believing the same things, mm-hmm. knowing what to revert to if we have any disagreements or any uncertainties, mm-hmm. that's helped tremendously as well. Mm-hmm. And then also, her... Um, being appointed as a Sunday school teacher, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Pastor saw something in her, I guess, and he made her uh, he made her a Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. and she teaches London's class, oh. right? So she was London is able to see her in a light of and a somebody with authority mm-hmm, to tell her, right? You need to be quiet mm-hmm. to tell her you need to do your job. Mm-hmm. So they're able to have that relationship of like a respect. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that mutual respect mm-hmm. with each other because of that mm-hmm. um, outside of the home. Right. And then um, also with our courting period, you know, we courted for a while. It wasn't just an abrupt decision. We mm-hmm. courted for a while, mm-hmm. for at least three years. Oh, wow. For at least three years, which, you know, gave her a chance to become familiar with London. And she's the only woman I've ever brought around London. Mm. Only woman. I didn't, you know, I thank God I didn't confuse her with right, right, this. Right, right. Once I made up my mind that I was just seeking God's face, that the next person that I bring around my child is the one that I'm going to marry. Mm. By God's grace, she's the only one. So there's no confusion. She's right, the only one right, that my daughter right. has been around. Mm-hmm. So it, all these things tied in. And um, Bianca is also, she has the heart of... I don't know, man. She is, she's so loving. And a lot of people credit me. Oh, you know, you're such a great father and the things, the activities that you do with London. Even when I was, when we weren't married, mm-hmm. she was a source of all that creativity. Mm, wow. I always give her that credit. She was a source. Even to this day, mm. she will send stuff to whatever she sees send stuff to London's mom, text her. Oh, wow. You know? And mm-hmm. she's the, she doesn't, she plays a neutral role, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Even if me and London's mom don't agree on something, mm-hmm. she stays out of it. That's it. Wow. She, she just maintains a clear, open relationship with her. That's mm-hmm. it. No discussion between our, me and her's relationship is just about London. Mm-hmm. To this day, even if she sees something, like during a quarantine, okay, there's a, a DJ for um, toddlers playing music for girls to go dance to mm-hmm. or journal ideas for kids. She sends it over. She's so thoughtful. Even though we have a kid of our own now, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. still takes the time to, to think about London. Wow. Yesterday, she was making pizza for dinner and salad. She bought this dough from Trader Joe's that she's going crazy about. First thing she said, oh my God, I'm so sad. London isn't here. She will love this. Aww. You know, so, and it's always been like that. Right. It's always been like that. You know, she's loved London like her own Mm -hmm. for many years. So getting married didn't make things any different. Just that now we're all living together under Mm -hmm. one roof, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. She's been great, man. She's been God sent. Yeah. 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 Bianca, if you're listening, God bless you. Because it's it's it takes incredible strength. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 thinking as you're saying this, I'm thinking if I was in that situation, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. How would I react? How would I do certain things? And I don't think I could have handled or handle the it the way mm-hmm. she did so gracefully the way she did. And mind you, she was I was also dealing with Bianca at that time that I got London's mom pregnant. Ooh. Right? So think about that. Like this kid that I had 
that your your father so basically <laughs> mm, so it's like this, okay you're with me you're not really right. with me and then you get somebody else pregnant right. and now there's a there's kid does she has any to. cause for resentment yes, any yes, cause to yes, do yes. you know that's why i say that and she has wow. such a so she has the purest heart man wow. very gracious mm. to me especially mm-hmm. you know and that's how i know that she truly loved me and she really wants to be with me because if you can't accept my daughter, there's no way that you can accept me. That's right. No matter what you say. If you don't love my daughter, and there's no way I was going to marry her because mm. it would never work, you know? Right. So God is good, man. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just very blessed and lucky to have, you know, Bianca to have married her. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, Bianca, she has so much wisdom, too. Like, sometimes I'm honestly in awe of her mm. by how she goes about things. She's... She's very wise, man. Wow. She's very wise. Mm. Like to the point, I remember um, our first Christmas when we got married, we we're doing Christmas shopping with me, her in London. Mm-hmm. And we we're in fr- I, I, certain events I have like vivid memories of. Mm-hmm. We're in front of the store uh, Anthropology at uh, Cherry Hill Mall. We we're mm-hmm. finding some home decorations and stuff. And um, it was me, her in London, mm-hmm. just shopping. And London turned to... Um, Bianca and she said, Ma almost called her mommy. And then she stopped herself and we all just started laughing. Wow. She and then I was like, What's so funny to London mm-hmm. to see? I was mm-hmm. like, Why are you laughing? Like mm-hmm. me and Bianca knew her. I was mm-hmm. like, Why are you laughing? She was like, um, because I was like, What? You can say it. She was like, Because like I want to call you mommy sometimes, but I didn't know, um, I didn't know what to say. Oh. Um Yeah, she's like, I didn't know what to say. And Bianca being so wise, like Anybody would have jumped and, oh, yeah, yeah, call me mom. She was just like, oh, you could call me whatever you're comfortable with, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, London will call her mommy, Mm -hmm. and she's earned that, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she doesn't put herself in the place of her mom. She gives her that respect, respect, you know? But if a kid feels more comfortable, because essentially when she comes to our house, that's her mom, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it just speaks to the relationship that they have yeah, and how much yeah. London also sees that and feels that mm-hmm. and makes that connection with her to mm-hmm. even subconsciously say that, you know? Right. right. So I'm, I'm really grateful for her. And then also Pastor. Mm-hmm. The, one of the first pieces of advice when I met Pastor and I told him, you know, everything that was going on, my chaotic life, mm-hmm. he was like, <laughs> don't ever give anybody room to question your role as her father. Mm, mm. Yeah. Wow. Don't give, let them say whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't give any room, no matter what. Fight to be a father, mm-hmm. fight to be in her mm-hmm. life, no matter what. Mm. And he's always challenged me with that, you know, from day one, from day one. So, wow. God bless you, Those Pastor. two people. Yeah, man. God bless you, Pastor. Because it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. I can't imagine how, <laughs> like I said, like with, with um, females, you can't deny that that is your child. Mm-hmm. If it, and so, like, kind of reverting back to the previous people we've had on the mm-hmm. show with this series, like, you can't deny that that's my child. They know, but you know, because obviously, but a, a man, like I said, can always be like, no, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna deal with this because they don't. You can't prove unless maybe after the child is born with DNA, but you mm-hmm. can't prove that I'm the father if you know. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. leave it at that. You know, so like, just to have. Like I said, that person behind you to mm-hmm. let you step up to the plate and keep you accountable. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing, Pastor. If you're listening, God bless Seriously. you. Seriously, God bless you, Pastor. Yeah, they push me, man. Wow, those that's people really... challenge me. Oof. Yeah. 
That's amazing. That's so amazing. So we're going to wrap up. Mm -hmm. But um, before we do, I just want to, um, I know you've explained how your life has changed. You you also did that with um, the episode with Bianca, but um, you explained how your life changed from college days till now. Mm -hmm. But I want to know how being a father has changed you before we, we close closing prayer. <laughs> How has being a father changed me? That that wasn't like in the prep question. I'm sorry. It was... I think it's um like a sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I have a heightened sense of responsibility. I think it's made me a lot more mature. Mm-hmm. Um it's also made me a lot more conscious of my actions. Mm-hmm. The things that I say also. Because mm. kids are so absorbent. Yes, yeah. You know, so I can only put out positive positivity, mm-hmm. right? I can't mm-hmm. say negative stuff and she's around. They pick up on that stuff. That's true. So um, she's sharpened me. Mm. You know, fatherhood has sharpened me and a lot, given me a certain drive to just to be more ambitious, to be focused right, career-wise right, right, right. and spiritually, above all things, spiritually, career-wise. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, again, I said, just teach me how to how to love mm-hmm. the right way, how to value people around me, how mm-hmm. to be creative and showing that love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, most weekends, especially with this quarantine and all that stuff, it's hard because we're used to always doing activities. Yeah. You yeah, know, going out and all that. Stuff. And I'm conscious, like I'll be at work on like Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I'm literally we don't do stuff by accident. Mm-hmm. Like I literally plan weekends, like what we're going to do. We're going to go to That's Crayola fact, you know, yeah. and she gets the benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And I want her to experience the things that I didn't growing up to have it way better than me yeah. to have a place where she has the freedom to speak the freedom to express, to be herself, to be yeah. silly. You don't have to hide who she you doesn't are. have to I hide who she is around yeah. me. And I yeah. love that so much that she can be herself. And um yeah, just to set the bar really high for mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. to achieve. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful to hear. I'm just wow. I wish a lot of females in our generation had that. Cause I do believe and I can say that confidently that a lot of us did not have that. Some of us, our parents were there, but like that, they were absent. Mm-hmm. And some of us to our parents were absent, you know? So like just the fact that you're intentional about spending time with her and, you know, I know with um, your your son and future kids that will come, I know mm-hmm. that you're going to do the same with them because yeah. you didn't have that growing up. And that's amazing. And whoever is listening out there, if you're a parent or you you want to become a parent, these are little, you know, golden nuggets that we can put in our knees and put in our head, the back of our minds that what we didn't experience as a kid, what we wanted to have as a kid, I'll give that to, to my kid too. Nobody's so, perfect. And you know, it's, not, yeah. it's, it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you learn as, as you go along yeah, and yeah. it doesn't yeah. get easier, mm-hmm. but, it gets more manageable, yeah. I would say. Um, and just paying attention to them, mm-hmm. you know, no matter the age. That's the thing. And I learned that with London one time. Um, um, she was, she's always moving. Kids always have so much energy. <laughs> like she's always, Seriously. this is when she was maybe like three or four. Mm-hmm. It was a period where she was doing a lot of like dancing and jumping, mm-hmm. like ba- a lot of ballerina moves. Mm-hmm. I was like... I'm like, wow, London, you love dancing. I'm like, do you want to be a uh, 
um, a gymnast or about do you want to do ba- ballet? Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I would love that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how come you never told me? She was like, and this was her answer, yes. three-year-old, you never asked. Look I was like, that. wow. Wow. This whole time, all I had to do was ask mm-hmm. and she would have told me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we never know. Like, being intentional with the time that we spend, asking yeah. meaningful questions. Yeah. I know Pastor said that. He, he has a file. I stole that. I stole that from him. Every year I ask her questions Mm -hmm. and see how they change. Mm. Favorite food, favorite color, what do you want to be? And it's so amazing to track through the years what has stayed the same and what has has changed. changed. And, you know, when they grow up, they're going to, these are things that you can show them and it can really touch them. Imagine you being 21 or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, getting ready for marriage or Mm -hmm. graduating or whatever, something a big event in your mm-hmm, life mm-hmm, that you're about mm-hmm. to embark on before you leave the nest and your parents come and say, here, have this. I've tracked all. How Wouldn't oh that show God. you, right? Like, wow, my parents really love me. Like, yeah. Because they took the time, time to track all to, this. Yes. And pay attention to me and, and see how I changed over the years. It's love. It's love. It's love. We can be so creative. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. thing that They're I'm trying to do. Ideas. And this, so this is another kids. one. That I'm very excited about is uh, once I'm not sure what the age is yet, but once she hits an age where it's like it denotes like maturity for her, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's gonna be different for each kid because yeah, yeah, kids yeah. all mature differently. Mm-hmm. But once I see that she's hit the age, I want to have like a a year of the discipleship where mm-hmm. for that whole year is like transitioning into and prepping her that listen, you're now an adult in mm-hmm. my eyes. And make it very meaningful, books to read. Wow. You know, yeah, I want to challenge her like physically, spiritually, right, right, all different right. areas, like maybe physically do a triathlon, like whatever, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. creative that I'm trying to put together, but really nice. make it memorable. Another, if I could just make another recommendation yeah, for yeah, the ahead. young men, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, another book that really, really blessed me. Mm. It's called uh, Every Man's Battle, Winning the War Over Sexual Temptation. Oh, that's what you were telling us about with the it's um, amazing the son and the father. Well, the first one, so this one, "Every Man's Battle," is written by the father and okay. an author. His name is Fred Stoker. I believe he's a Fred pastor Stoker. also. Also, um, but amazing book. It talks about this man of God who was battling, um, you know, temptation and sexual morality mm-hmm. and sharing his battles, even as a married man. Oh wow! You know, and the things that he went through and how he was able to overcome it. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll definitely urge <laughs> all you young men, read, read it. I'm telling you, whether you, you think you're battling sexual morality or, or not, not. Right, I'm right, telling right. you. And then he did a, uh, a sequel to it called Hero, which is the perspective of his son. He wrote that with his son, Jason Stoker. Yep. Jason Stoker. So Fred and Jason Stoker for Hero. So the Hero, the sequel talks about the son after witnessing his father's battle and his fa- after witnessing his father overcome that battle over sexual morality, how that impacted his life. And it's so mm. beautiful that the son in the book Hero, on his wedding day, after he graduated college, shortly he got married, while he was on the altar, and they said, kiss, you may now kiss the bride. When he kissed his wife, that was the first time he had had any sexual, any kind what? of encounter with a female. His first kiss was at the altar. Wow. Before then, had done Man. nothing. That would have been a dream. It's possible. So, you know, if we could, I think it's definitely good to have uh, in your library for any young man, married, yeah. single, whether you think you, you're battling these things or, or not, not, 
you know, you don't know who your knowledge of the stuff that's in the, in this book, who that could benefit. Mm-hmm. If it's not for you, maybe your, your children. Right, so. right, right. That is so really true. good books. Yeah. Can, can females read it? Because I want to. Everyone, read it. I say, yeah. everyone read that. Wow, that, that looks like a good book. Mm-hmm. I I wish, man. Sometimes I wish. Oh, you know what? For females, his wife wrote about her because oh, really? he was married. Yeah, I believe what's, his wife wrote. What's her it. name? Sir Stoker. That's the last name. I don't remember the, the right. first name, but I believe the wife wrote from her perspective also. Brenda. Brenda Stoker. I'm not too keen. Let me see. Research it, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll research it. But yeah. I do believe the wife wrote 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 one also. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's, oh yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is because she said this. The wife has it. This book is very cool. Some Fred's yeah s- struggle with okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. very good book. I'll read that, guys. The book is called The Healing Choice: How to Move Beyond Betrayal by um Brenda Stoker. We're going to post it on Instagram after the show. But um, thank you so much, Lord, for coming on to oh, the show. Thank you. This is, this. I think this is, I always say this, but this is my, this might be the most true. Is that how you say it? The most true or the truest? The truest. The truest. This might be the truest of them all that this was one of my favorite episodes. You said that every episode. I don't man. say that every, that's every not true. Episode. I don't say that every episode. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I really, because... Um, like I said, we've been dealing with this series for the past couple of weeks now and um, just hearing it from this perspective and seeing how God was able to transform your life through a situation that may be deemed as the worst thing mm-hmm. that can happen to somebody. For God to turn your life around and then give you the happy, I don't want to say a happy ending, but that happy ending, for mm-hmm. lack of better words, that you, you have now, it's just so beautiful to see God's yeah. work you know, at play. Amen. So, Thank you for coming on and accepting oh, our invitation to, to come on. God bless you. God bless you more. Thank you for listening to The Journey with your host, Karen Sion. If you like our show and want to know more, please check out our Instagram page at the journey underscore podcast and stay tuned for our coming website and our coming Facebook page. Please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes and Google Podcasts and join us next week when... I'm not going to tell you what happens next week because we still don't know what's happening next week. <laughs> but we're so excited that we ended. This today was the finale of the series Single Parenthood. And we're so glad that we ended it on this note. And like I said, we just want to thank everybody that came onto the show. Thank Lord, Barbara, and Katie for coming onto the show and sharing their, their story. Guys, this Friday's Quarantine Convo, we're no longer going to do it on podcast because I received an idea from my big brother, Lord, and his wife, Bianca, that maybe we should do it on Instagram live. So follow me, me personally, at Karen Sion. And on every Friday, every Friday at 3 p.m., we're going to go live and have a conversation, a very simple conversation, okay? And maybe this week's guest will be Lord. So we'll see. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God, by times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. Stay safe, guys. Stay home. And I will see you next week. This is called the journey. Yeah.